0: What a time in God's presence. Um, We joked this week, just as a guy doing the sermon, you sometimes, you watch the clock and you look at, well, where's the time going? The worship team is doing great, but it's taking your sermon time and then ministry and all that, and just, it's a joke, but just the thing is, um, church is not about a sermon, I know region traditionally that's a big focus of it, but it's about meeting with God. It's when we come together and we meet with God and we don't care about the structure of it. It's about us meeting with God because we can keep the structure, but we lose God in the process. We lose his presence because we prioritize our structure, our control on that. So, yeah, that's just really cool. To see just how our God touched us this morning, but you can be lucky, so just sorry if you don't know me, my name is Jacques I'm one of the elders here um, this morning is more of a what's the right english word um, admonishment um, is that a that's the English word Harry you were in Seymoursburg, so you should know <laughs> um, but I mean, I, w- when thinking about the sermon, it, it, at stages felt like, "Wow, well, this is just going to be su- too simplistic? Is it even worth a sermon?" And, but I realized that's something that I've been working through a lot in those last few months. And we've had a, f- this year, a big theme has been love. Um, Preach preached Becoming Love at the beginning of the year. Uh, Diabia touched on the why of love, of the position of love from a place of humility. Runel so beautifully taught us um, how Jesus was gentle and lowly. And how uh, the Bible describes him and that's how love is. And then Matthew just bringing the prodigal God concept in. Um, that also just speaks of uh, the Father's love. Um, so that as a context or a base, the question is, what do I have left to say? Um, and I guess um, today I'm not going to say too much, actually, because I think a lot of us, we've read the scriptures, we've heard it. And I want to try and make it practical for us, and not that I'm going to give you the 10 steps on how, doing, how to do it. But, anyway, let me just uh, start. I just need to log into my computer. And then, Lo, maybe if you can help me with that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I can just take this off. So... A little bit of props, dearB laughed at me when I said i'm bringing props I'm, he said i'm going very traditional, um, but hey, that 's how I understood it. It made it very simple for me. Um, and also today, if we go to the next slide i 'm not going to use much slides um, because if we go to the next slide, just like that sli- just like that school. It can sometimes be a bit distracting, especially if you preach. Sometimes I focus too much on what happens on the slide. So there's not going to be many slides. These are one of few. And just the concept of love, if we go to the next slide, sometimes we can make it very complex. It's like all these things that need to happen in our life. Sorry for the camera. Um, all these things that needs to happen in our life before we feel we can love. Sometimes we feel we first need to be perfect. We first need to um, be healed in this area of fatherlessness and we need to be there and we need to do this or that. And and then we'll be in a place where we can confidently tell ourselves we can go out and love. Then we'll feel we're worthy of, of loving in that sense. And this morning is more just a focus on becoming intentional and almost want to say not to wait for that, but that we just jump in and get practical. But let's start with the things that I have here. So I'm glad Vilalam is not here because this is my company's property that I took for the, the props. Um, Lisa won't tell, so um, so... The the thought that I had was my days in a week. Um, So for those who can't see, I have five buckets here. And basically each of them thinking of it as representing a day in the week. And sometimes my weeks can be quite busy. So there's a lot of stuff that needs to get done. I have meetings. Let's say that represents a meeting. So on Monday I have meetings and I have a lot of stuff that just happens, and it's it's super busy, right? So it just flies past, and I mean I need to get stuff done. So I focus on deliverables. I focus on efficiencies. And hey, before I see it, the the weakest w- weakest past. and then when I think back on it. And I get to church or I get to a place of community. I remember, oh, I'm a Christian. I should love, right? (laughs) Okay. So at small group, okay, I'm going to trust the Spirit to work through me and love when I preach. I remember Christian. so you should love. And even when in accountability and all those places, then I I practice love. Um, But what I realized is, I mean, for a lot of us, our, our work or our 8-to-5 makes up a big part of our lives. And if I had to take stock of love, so let's say these balls represent love. Then if I look at that, I'm just going to pour it out like that. Um, I realized, wow, I didn't on Monday really get to love. Tuesday didn't go that great either. I got a lot done, though, um, Wednesday, not much better. Maybe by Thursday, let's say I had a good word for someone, eh? There's some love in there. So, progressing. And then Friday, I was thinking of a weekend, so I also gave someone a high five. So maybe there was some. Okay, that shouldn't have been in there, but let's say... (laughs) I realized that if I had to weigh my week... According to love, love didn't end up weighing much, and Nordir is here, and he told me that, I don't know if it's your life motto, is to, if you can measure it, you can manage it. It's not your life motto, but your work motto type of thing, right? Um, And just according to that, if I measured the love in that sense, there wasn't much happening. I wasn't doing bad stuff. I didn't try to break down people at least. So let's say from my perspective, there wasn't a lot of negatives happening. So I thought I'm in the good. But in terms of actually loving people, maybe there wasn't much featuring. And it's maybe because work was busy, maybe a slight anxiety about everything that needs to be done, full program, um, whatever. The thing is, I realized if I had to weigh my love, if that was that my output had to be weighed, I would have been found wanting. Um, And just this concept of weighing weighing our love, um, and yeah, that just got to me, you know. Um, I, I followed Jesus, I know the truth. But how does that convert into love? Now, earlier the year, we spoke about 1 Corinthians 13, verse 1 to 4. And I'll read a bit on it. But in short, that's that part of the CV of the man that, that did a lot of things. Um, he spoke in tongues of angels and, and all of that. And then in verse 3, it ends off by saying, but if I don't have love, I counted it as nothing. And for me, realizing that even though I might have a lot of spiritual activity, which is great, spiritual disciplines, which is great, um, prioritizing, quiet time, truth, um, all those things, that doesn't automatically translate into love. That didn't mean that my my week was was filled with love. So I think a theme of this is, how do you measure up? If you had to think of your week, everything that's happening, how do you measure up with that? And then to contrast that, I go to Sri Lanka for missions, and in a weekend, it feels like I get get to love more than I in a whole year in that sense with with ministry and you it it just feels amazing and you feel wow this is what the kingdom is all about and then I get back and then suddenly I fall into my my normal routine and I realize wow, but where's everything that that I felt like on missions and and not talking about the, the presence of God necessarily but just That place of converting it into love, so to say. Um, And one thing that, especially in the work context sometimes, is why am I doing my work? Why am I doing what I'm doing? What is my calling? I mean, for many of us, that's a big question. And... What I've come to realize, regardless of what your calling is and what you feel God is calling you to do, is we'll need to do it in love. If we don't do it in love, doesn't matter what we are doing. If it's not done in love, then what are we doing, you know? Um, We read in 1 John 4... um, I'm going to read some of those verses. It says, 1 John 4, verse 7 to 8. It says, Beloved, let us not love one another. Beloved, let us love one another. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Important to to read right as well. Um, Let us love one another. For love is from God. Whoever loves has been born of God and knows God anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. No one has ever seen God, and if we love one another, God abides in us, and his love is perfected in us. So if we say we know God, but we do not love, regardless of all our activities and well-intentioned, it's not like it's Necessarily like super religious, disconnected from God um, type of activities. Just like seeking God. I mean, so love God, love people, right? That's what um, that Jesus said, the two most important commandments. We need to love God, love people. So there's a place where we love God, but then fall short in terms of loving people. And in my own life, Sometimes prioritizing truth um, kept me in that place from going to that place of of loving people. Um, and that so beautifully fits into what Matthew shared in terms of uh, older brother. I don't know who followed the sermon series on prodigal God. Um, quite, quite a few. But we all know the story of... Uh, um, which most translations refer to as the prodigal son, the wayward son. His sin was pretty obvious. Everything that he did, everyone could see it. He came back and, and he was forgiven. But how uh, Matthew also laid it out for us how many times we forget about the older brother that, in his own words, said he did everything right and. He almost expected to be rewarded for that, and in the end, he felt that he was losing out, and he didn't enter the joy of his father uh, when the younger brother ca- came back. And how many times we find ourselves in that place of the the older brother, um, just not just not entering um, that place. So. Just wanna um, find my my place here. So with a with the older brother there's this saying that I read in that this one book where it says um, if you do not sin you have no need of Jesus. So if you can avoid sin, you can avoid Jesus because uh, Jesus is for sinners. Um, it's only when we fall short that we need Jesus. If we never fall short, then we're never going to need Jesus. And in the older brother's case, he was doing everything right according to, to him. He was obeying the law of the day, being um, seemingly at least before the end, quite respectful and all of that. And he was justified in his, in his own sight. And that just speaks to our ability to receive the love of Jesus. If we feel that we have done everything necessary to comply with the law, we will not have a need to to run to Jesus in that sense. And that's, I guess, why I'm bringing this in. It's just for what I realized for me in terms of an older brother, if I can say, within me is just that it didn't translate into into loving others in that sense. And especially um, maybe in a work context, just in terms of being focused. So coming back to this example, how would your life look? What would the activities be if you had to, what would those small things be that would translate into love? If you planned your week, do you look at your week in terms of everything that needs to be done, the deadlines, all those things that are important? That's why you get paid. But as a Christian, what is the primary responsibility or primary goal? Like Jesus said, is that we love one another and that we're, we let that love from Jesus flow through us. So maybe just for a minute or two, I want you to discuss how has your love been, um, if you think of that, if you had to weigh your love, how would that look currently in your life? Um, just as a, as a way of checking, checking in. Um, what's what's those activities that you would say is love activities? And I, I'm, I don't want to go over all um, random acts of kindness root type of thing, but purposeful, loving, laying down your life for purpose. For people, it might be small, it might be big, but just loving people. How, how does that look in your current life? If you had to think of your week, think of the past week. Think where were they, if the little bulls are activities of love, um, how did it feature in this week? Whether it be at work, I'm using work as an example, but might be your spouse. Um, Maybe turn to the person next to you. Just in terms of thinking what what were those activities or how did you display love in the, the week that has passed. You guys, about a minute each. Okay. Have you had some time to reflect? So I think. Our congregation, there's many people that I think is really good in this, in, in loving. And, you know, normally people like that don't like their names to be mentioned, so I won't. But there's many of them. And, see, Juliet is not here, so she won't <laughs> worry. But, I mean... Um, but I think one of the things when we... I mean, without this becoming like a works-based thing, it's obviously... Not the goal, but just in terms of bearing fruit, like John 15 says, that we need to bear fruit. Um, one of the things that sometimes prohibit us is just thinking about this practically can become something like comparison. Um, because we compare ourselves with uh, the people around us or in our congregation or whatever on, on social media. And that might discourage us um, I felt somewhere in the quarter, some of the things I was doing at work almost felt to me like planking. Um, Peter, you look like you can plank. Um, I won't ask you to do it now, but I mean, who has done planking? I don't do it now, so don't worry. Um, but you know that thing where you, you try to plank and then after a while you just feel you, you can't continue, you've been stretched, and sometimes that's how love can be, to to love you, to um, you don't do it in your own strength, but it's, it's stretching and it's, it's not comfortable. But just the thing of not comparing ourselves with us. I mean, saying with someone like Diabia, Diabia is amazing at, at loving people. He's very strategical, but very good at it. And that can sometimes, it's almost like you when... Um, like if you have to uh, run 100 meters and you you see Usain Bolt and you realize, wow, you're just not even on the radar. Why do you want to attempt this? Um, but loving is not its not a niche activity for some cringe Christians to do. It's what we should dedicate our lives to as part of following God is loving. It doesn't matter where on the scorecard, there's not a scorecard, but Let's say we measure that it 's not about being um, uh, comparing t- with one another because that almost kills that in you because suddenly you feel oh, i'm not doing that good I 'm not even going to try doing it you know. Um, it's like the Bible says you need to share bread. Danny goes, she bakes bread, and she hands it out to everyone. You know, I don't even know where to start with baking bread now. I mean, so why should I even try? But just that thing of don't compare yourself with others. Um, and, and that leads to the next point. I mean, in terms of how can we love more, don't wait for permission. You don't need to wait for permission To love. You don't need to wait until someone has a coffee and tells you, wow, you're the chosen one. You need to go out and love. Just do it. The Bible already tells you to do it. And with that is to read the word and apply. Read and apply. Don't just read the word to intellectually be stimulated. Read it in order to apply it. Just go through and think how can you love as the, the words instruct us and um, just do it. Whether it's small um, actions, interactions with people, just continually focus on, on doing it. Um, I see this slide is, is on there and just also shows how the Bible instructs us and shows us how love looks. Um, We've been through this, but, I mean, the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There's your artillery in terms of loving people. Grow in those things. Um, Somewhere this week, I was at work, and I was a little bit frustrated, and I felt, wow, um, it wasn't big. It was just slight frustration, and I just realized, wow, this is just a opportunity to grow in patience. Um, And that's that's how I could love in that moment is to patiently um, approach the scenario. And that's the same for all of us. So I'm not sharing anything new or rocket science here. I guess what I'm trying to tell you is to go out and do it. Each of you, whether you are still in school, or whether you are graduated and working for 20 years, whatever be the case, um, you can go and do it. That's what we're called to do in our relationship uh, with Jesus, is to to go out um, and love. And it will cost us. It's like The parable um, in Matthew 13 where it speaks about the man that went into a field and he found a treasure. And then in his joy he went and sold everything so that he can come and buy that field. And that's how the kingdom works. So it's going to be continually us seeking those opportunities to love and whatever it might mean to sell at that moment to then lean into it. And just to... Grow 1% by 1%, not only to think of loving as a ministry context, although that is a great platform, obviously, to love. But think of it in your daily work, in wherever what I'm saying work, because for many of us, that's 8 to 5. But I want to say your areas of influence, work. Um, family, your spouse, what are those areas where you can just throw in uh, that activity of love? You don't have to have everything sorted out, have um, everything reconciled in order to love. Sometimes that can become an excuse. We feel we're not reconciled there. We don't feel at ease in this environment, so we're withholding our love, but that doesn't need to be an excuse. We can just um, focus on, on loving in those um, circumstances. So, that's what I want to encourage you with this morning. And it's uh, just a call to being intentional. Again, it's nothing new. It's Everything is in the Bible. So, read the word. And, and apply it and make it part of your life. If you want your calling, start by doing what God instructed us through Jesus is to love others. If you, if you keep on loving, it's going to go in the right direction. Um, think of that. You, I mean, you're going to sacrifice. Your, God is going to lead you just further. Um, so be being intentional about this. So maybe I want us to, to close with that. Maybe we can just discuss one or two minutes, but just how does, that look for you? how does that look to you in terms of being intentional, trusting God just for more of that? And whether it's with your spouse, your work, whatever your context is, how does love look in that scenario? So maybe let's use two minutes each, two by two, and just share a little bit on that. Okay. I'm gonna closing us off there. But yeah, think of those things that you've mentioned, maybe something to be held accountable about in terms of growing three months from now, how you have gonna how in three months time from now, how would you have grown in love? Think about that and work with your accountability partners or get someone and just say, hey, this is what I want to do. Keep me accountable. Time flies. so With that, I'm just going to close for us. The worship band wants to do a song. Uh, Thanks, Matt. And, yeah, just going to close for us and then we can just turn to our song of worship as we close. Oh, Father, we we thank you this for your goodness and faithfulness. Thank you that you showed the way by sending your only beloved son for us from a place of love so that we can be saved. Father, we thank you for that, Father. Thank you that in your presence is fullness of joy, Father. Thank you us that we can partner with you and live from a place of purpose in loving others, Father. we. We thank you for that, and we thank you that you would just strengthen us in love, Father, that we would just be strengthened in the way we love others and continue to grow in that, Father. We thank you for that, in Jesus' name. Amen. Sing Psalm 63 again.